Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Business Growth Podcast brought to you by ANZ, a new series for Australian businesses with me, Rachel Newman. Just like ANZ, I'm passionate about helping Australian businesses grow, and I love hearing stories about business success. I'm looking forward to spending time with some real Australian entrepreneurs discussing just how to grow a business in a sustainable, long-term way. These podcasts have been inspired by ANZ's work with the Australian Centre for Business Growth at the University of South Australia, and by the amazing entrepreneurs we'll be chatting with in this series. So, a little about me. I'm an advisor and consultant to a variety of startups, and I mentor with the StartMate Accelerator program. I'm also a director on the board of Startup Oz, where we believe that technology and entrepreneurship changes lives for the better. And so we work to influence policy and make Australia the best place in the world to launch and grow a business. But enough about me. Let's talk growth. On today's episode, we're discussing the changing roles of a CEO during business growth with our guest, Edward Stoughton from Stoughton Group. Stoughton Group started out as a family business 30 years ago and has grown into a multi-brand pet food business producing premium raw meat and dried food pet foods with a focus on all-natural, healthy products. Brands include Vets All Natural, Dried and True, and the Healthy Pet Treat Company. The group's healthy pet foods and treats are available at major grocery chains across Australia with exporting to the U.S. and Asia. Edward is also a recent graduate of the ANZ Business Growth Program and joins us now from the firm's How Long Base in country New South Wales. Edward, thanks for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Rachel. It's, uh, it's great to be on the podcast. Edward, what does a CEO's day look like for you? The CEO's day, it's an interesting one, and it, it certainly changed a lot um, over the, my journey in the business. Um, it's, uh, it's evolved from a very hands-on role and, and a, uh, in covering every, every conceivable aspect of the business to one that's now much more um, around leading and guiding and, and uh, mentoring. So, so right now, uh, CEO's day for me is uh, a lot of meetings with my management team and, and keeping everyone on track. And when we hear this a lot with CEOs about how that role evolves over time, and in your case, how it used to be real hands-on, down in the weeds, and then goes to uh, a lead, you know, more of a leadership level. Um, is there any part of the business that, despite you know elevating to a higher level, you still love to get dirty and dig your hands deep into? Absolutely, and and that's one of the real challenges is um, finding that balance of of uh, how much. Autonomy to give to the to the management team, and as, as I sort of relinquished some of those tasks that 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 I really enjoyed and 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 was very good at, just with a lot of experience in the business, um, and being able to um, find that balance of trust in into the into the team to pick those up um, is is a is a real challenge. Um, but there are still areas where I make sure that um, that I do keep a finger on the pulse and keep in in amongst the team on the floor. Um, I think is a really important aspect of it as well, both from my own um, in, sort of to keep that intimate knowledge of what's going on and, and keep the uh, the intuition uh, aspect still burning, um, but also to, to to keep that that physical connection with the team uh, is really important. We had a previous guest who was the CEO of Go Natural Food Products, and the area that he loved to kind of dive deep into was actually tasting each and every product. I'm guessing that's not part of your everyday role. Uh, less regularly than every day, but but I'm certainly uh, I like to lead by example and, <laughs> and make sure that uh, that that we are still on track. Great, Edward. Tell us a bit about how your business has grown over the last year. Say, it, it has been a, a really um, interesting journey, and and um, 
we've been in a, a phase of very high growth. And if I broaden it over the over the over more than the years, sort of the last three years is where we've really seen um, some 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 very uh, significant change in the business. Um, the business has probably grown uh, probably threefold in the last four years. Um, and that's seen some very rapid changes as we've had to, um, I guess, change my role as a leader, change the, the, the people and, and leadership team we have in the business. Um, but it's been very much from a business perspective, it's been very much a change um, of investing in the systems and the platforms to accommodate that growth. Um, we, 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 in the early days, we probably ran ahead of, of, of that, that uh, back-end support side of it. Um, we, we, we had growth without really realising what we needed to do to support that. Um, and so the last, last three years has been a very concerted effort of um, bringing in the right people, investing in the right uh, IT systems, um, building the capacity, investing in quality teams and and processes there. So that we're on the we're on the on the, on the middle of that journey of uh, of, evol- of of platform building, I suppose. And um, and right now that's we're in the sort of real thick of that. Um, a big push in the last year, in particular, has been around probably strategic planning and really starting to um, to, to try and forcibly move away from uh, that that organic um, growth and and organic reactivity um, to try and capture a three year strategy um, through through the ANZ growth program that we participated in gave us a lot of direction there and, and we've been trying to uh, capitalise and 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 uh, implement that type of process. Speaking about strategy. Is that something that you develop and it's a, a top-down process? Is that something that you engage your team and have it be a bottoms-up build? How are you approaching strategy in this growth phase of your business? Ben built a, a, a management team. If I go back sort of three years ago, it was myself and my father. And uh, and, and we've built out a team now of 10 uh, sort of in the management team of each of the key departments. And uh, as recently as January, we had a two-day off-site um, up in the up in a up in the country, up at Gingelic, and we we spent two days working through a um, the, the the three year strategy, building out the end goal, working out the measures that we're going to need um, to, to to identify that we're there, and then what are the strategies we're going to implement over the course of the three years that'll see us reach that goal. Um, so it was a very much a collaborative approach with each of the uh, of the skilled managers um, bringing their perspective from past experience and 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 the understanding of the business um, but it is a great team and we are really able to maintain that family business um, culture um, of where where the Thornton family sort of see that 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 end direction and, and where we want to go and then uh, then then really getting the buy-in of the management team to um, to help set that direction um, we're now sort of in the process of the uh, follow-up strategy meeting so as recently as yesterday we we had a uh, half day to start drilling into building the measures around those individual strategies and and then how we then filter that down with our performance review program and personal development programs to to all the uh, staff members that will be aligned to that top-level strategy. Edward, it sounds like the business has gone through some incredible growth over the last few years and certainly looking as a whole over the last 30 years. Can you describe some of the changes that are required or what you think are the most important things to do, either as an individual or as a leadership team, as you move through the startup phase, the initial growth phase, the rapid growth phase, and then continuous growth phases? Yeah, it's a really funny one, Rachel. It was was a real, uh, as we participated in the ANZ um, uh, business growth program, when that slide was presented to us um, of those different 
phases and stages of growth. Um, it was a real light bulb moment and 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 uh, a very I guess exciting to understand there were such clearly defined stages that that fit not just with myself but but everyone else in the room and every other business have have a similar sort of uh, pathway that they have to evolve through. Um, and 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 that realization really helped. Um, to give some clarity as to now I see why we had hit this wall and we had to sort of step back and, and reassess how we were going to break through and and uh, and rather than do it organically now and, and just fumble our way through, we're able to sort of, I guess, get some vision ahead and see what's coming and, and be able to plan for the next next phase and the next strategic shift that we'll have to make um, and, and start actually um, forward planning the, the resources that we're going to need for forward planning the level of personnel and, and just the different culture that we need to implement um, to have the sort of buy-in from the team or, or the strategic planning to, to communicate that. So we did hit a few walls in the in the, in the the early phase and, and probably a good personal example is uh, – We'd had a we'd had a great business. Um, it, it started off as a very, I guess, simple business model. We had one customer. We were making basically one product, and each year we just grew as that customer wanted more, and um, and that was great um, and easy. And no sales, no marketing, no business cards, no nothing. We just worked with the customer and gave them what they needed. Um, when it started to get when it started to get sort of more dynamic, and we started to leverage. What we were doing to do more and, and and break into new markets and diversify into the finished um, finished retail pet foods and the likes, um, we, we we started to see really fantastic growth opportunities, but couldn't work out how to how to break through. Um, and we, we got to a phase where my father and I were sort of discussing, you know, we, we're stuck. We can't seem to find the right people. We we we've maxed out ourselves. You know, do we bring in? Um, do we bring in a third-party equity partner that can bring management team, that can bring systems and structure to help us break through this, this, um, I guess, this phase of growth? Um, we were very fortunate that that we then um, stuck with it basically and 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 recruited uh, an HR manager that we then were able to strategically find the, the right hires into some of these sort of senior roles. And then got a rhythm of good people attracting good people, and we managed to build a team, and 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 they brought with them a lot of experience of having worked through uh, worked through some of these growth challenges, and could help um, plot the chart, I suppose, of, of of what we'd need to implement to take us to the next step. Um, but yeah, identifying those different stages of growth and preparing for them, understanding what 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 uh, what you need to do to break through, and understanding, I suppose, and budgeting for the resources required to do so is a really critical aspect. Um, it's 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 easy to, uh, uh, I guess, when you get to a certain level on a business and you realise that to take the next stage, you've got to either invest in a lot of capacity, invest in uh, high quality senior uh, senior staff. You've got to invest in IT and infrastructure to take the next leap. Um, you want to be very comfortable and confident that once you do make all that investment, you'll be able to push through up into the next phase of growth because it's an expensive process and 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 a, a draining process of energy. Um, but get it right, and you've got a platform then to to leverage into the future. Edward, sounds like quite a journey. Any big surprises along the way? Um, probably a big surprise um, was how rapidly we've been able to uh, break into some of these export markets. Um, we developed this business very much in isolation from the rest of the world. As I mentioned earlier, we were servicing one single customer with one product and we just did what we needed to service them. So we hadn't really looked at at, at other opportunities, global opportunities or, or where, where the other, um, uh, I guess, international competitors, what were they were doing or how they were doing it. And 
it was a bit like the Galapagos Island. We'd, we'd evolved to our own unique sort of way of processing. Um, when we finally did uh, broaden our horizons, and, and it was literally I uh, put a heap of samples in a backpack, jumped on an aeroplane and flew over to America to go and visit a trade show and just walked around talking to people and showing some samples. Um, it was It was a very eye-opening experience as to how big the global market opportunities are once you once you take that leap of faith into into that export opportunities and and we were able to form some really good partnerships um, on both our raw material export to the major manufacturers in the US and also our retail side with our finished retail treats and pet food um, and We've been caught a couple of times on on capacity um, expansion. We've done some big upgrades that have doubled our capacity, and then um, within two years we we maxed out again and 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 having to sort of take that next step. So I guess um, that leap of faith to 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 look at look at some global opportunities and then be prepared to um to to back ourselves in with with investment in capacity to fulfil them um has been rewarding and 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 a great um great approach but certainly we didn't expect to um to have them come to us so quickly those are the amazing problems to have right when you have so much demand that you can't uh, meet it through capacity and Edward, so many of our listeners uh, who are keen to grow their businesses, especially tap into some of these international export markets, um, would love to kind of understand what you think are some of the things that made you successful. So, you know, you told that amazing story of just going with uh, some samples in a backpack. But do you think that there are one or two tips that you could share with our listeners that you think contributed to your success in breaking through into these export markets? I think it's probably the big one is relationships um, and understanding your counterparty is 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 the major one. So we had a false start as we into in, when in our early days um, we had an inquiry come to us. Hey, we want to import your products into Japan. We said, great, let's go. We've got an export customer. Let's make this happen. Um, and we put a fair bit of time and effort. And I flew to Japan a couple of times, and we got legal advice to set up the distribution agreement and all the sort of work. Um, and then six months in, we realised these guys were tiny and didn't have the network in their local country to actually deliver uh, on their on their volume targets and and all the great work we'd done investing in the distribution agreement. And so it was a lot of time, energy, and resources invested into a into a into a uh, relationship that was never going to 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 have the um, have the scale that we were looking for. Um, contrary to that. The, the the relationships we built in the USA were were were, were very strong and, and again based on a personal um, relationship with that counterparty. So I made sure that I, I I I visited. They came out and visited our plant and and met with us and we formed more of a um, uh, as much a personal relationship as a business relationship, um, which was which has been the sort of foundation of a great partnership. Um, but understanding the counterparty, understanding their capability and their motivation and their um, their drive for it as well, is it in line with with what you're trying to achieve? Is is critical and their capability to deliver, um, and then having a having a a, a, a trust in in a, or having a a level of a relationship, I suppose, that goes beyond a contract and goes to a, a level of trust. Um, if you can obtain that, uh, then that goes a very long way. Um, 
and there are resources out there with um, with Austrade and the likes that will help um, help guide some of those uh, and, and and introduce to to potential um, parties and help do the the market research, um, which I'd encourage people to explore as well. Um, but a big part is really understand, know, and invest time in building that relationship um, is a, is a critical one. If you want to learn more about how to grow a business, head on over to anz.com forward slash business growth, where you can find the free online business growth program. It provides business leaders with the knowledge and skills needed to grow a business sustainably, including how to choose the right growth strategy and the different responsibilities of a leader during growth. It's a rich resource put together by the ANZ Bank and the Center for Business Growth at the University of South Australia. ANZ has worked with global growth expert, Dr. Jana Matthews at the university. It really is a great resource and you might even find more episodes of this very podcast. So it's definitely worth a visit at anz.com forward slash business growth. You're listening to the Business Growth Podcast by ANZ with me, Rachel Newman, and my guest, Edward Stoughton from the Stoughton Group. Edward, it sounds like there's been this amazing period of growth, right? You speak about going from one customer with one product to now multi-customers around the world. You grew in scale, a senior team across all functions, um, starting with just you and your dad in a family-owned business. Tell me how you managed the team and culture uh, through this period of rapid growth, and especially as you brought on new senior leaders, how did you uh, continue to keep the company culture intact, or does it evolve naturally? Yeah, it's it's there's certainly a conscious um, aspect to it um, and one of the challenges was was growing uh, I suppose growing as a leader myself um, as we've evolved and bringing on senior people into the team and, and having that that I guess there was there was you know times of self-doubt and as you bring on people like am I am I the right person for this role in this business as we continue to grow and I'll, I'll continue to be realistic about that as we as we as we continue to expand as well um, but being able to bring on the right people and then having a conscious aspect to that yeah there has been uh, a lot of change in our business and and what I've been um, very proud I suppose of our of our team that we um, and the original team that, that that have stuck with us through you know we've had employees for for, for close to the thirty years of operation um, that have seen a lot of change over the course of the journey, um, but really I suppose sharing the enthusiasm and the, the the possibilities that the growth and the change means to them, uh, getting the buy in, getting getting help sharing the vision I suppose has been a really key aspect. Um, and, and one of the challenges we face as we continue to sort of grow and have these have these expansion plans ahead of us is having that 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 clear um, stay true to our stay true to our base. We've done a lot of work creating with our with our whole staff and um, focus groups with our staff and, and really defining what are our company values, what makes us um, what makes us unique and, and 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 defines who we are and what we live by. What is the the Stoughton Group? culture and values we want to implement and trying to maintain that um, family atmosphere uh, family, family business atmosphere um, with with direct access to to the business managers and owners uh, and, and having that sort of personal touch I think is really important 
Uh, and we and we get a lot of people joining us for our culture. We get a lot of people that will come here uh, saying what a relief it is to 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 work uh, for a, for a family business. Uh, a high growth family business is exciting, but a family business culture, uh, as opposed to the, the big faceless organisations where they may have came come from. So um, we're really conscious of trying to make sure we maintain that and, and and not get too distant. I suppose the management team can get too distant from the front line where where the actual uh, action happens. Edward, if you're able to, can you reflect on what it's like working with family on a day-to-day basis? I've been absolutely uh, thrilled that, that that I've had the chance to do so. Um, I joined my, my my previous career was in the banking world, and I was living in Sydney and 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 living the high life. But got uh, um, I guess wanted to get back to the actual feeling of creating and building and uh, as opposed to that sort of banking atmosphere. So I joined, uh, moved back about 10 years ago to, to, to join dad. Um, he was uh, probably around 64 at the time and, and looking at sort of what's next for the business. So I came along, he uh, got a second wind and 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 um, became sort of excited to have have um, the sort of next generation joining the business and, and where we could go. So we've been hugely fortunate uh, in our transition process um, I'm, I'm, I'm immensely grateful for the way that he's um, been able to, uh, I guess, let go of the baby that he's built and, and, and have the confidence in me to, to sort of take over and, and take that leadership role and, and make, make decisions on the direction of the company that, he, that we've been able to work very well together to, uh, to, to, to each to our strengths and we complement each other very well. But um, we're in a really fortunate situation um, of not um, not having that that transition challenges that that a lot of family businesses might might have, and from my perspective personally, to be able to um, yeah work work uh, with 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 dad and, and family is um, is uh, a very lucky situation to have that relationship. Edward, if you were to start your business growth journey again, what would you change this time around? I think probably where I if I knew the uh, stages of growth. Um, and, and understood that growth model and some of the challenges that we would be facing, um, I think we would be able to strategically plan a lot more um, for those. Um, we'd be able to invest in the right systems um, for the right stage of growth, invest in the right people. Um, we did run ahead of ourselves and we're still mopping up some of that. We're still running old um, uh, financial systems that we've we've significantly outgrown. Um, so there, there's some, been some aspects that had we... Um, understood some of the implications of that. Um, I'd certainly be looking at pre-investing in uh, in the right the right the right infrastructure at the right time. And how do you think the ANZ Business Growth Program prepared you as a leader to support your business growth? Or what are some of the things that you've learned that you definitely think you'll be applying in the near future? Probably it gave a lot of uh, a lot of clarity through the ANZ uh, Business Growth Program on on. I guess the different um, through the different stages of growth, the different responsibilities and requirements of the leader, um, and that's really helped me sort of define how I should be transitioning my role as the business evolves um, and moving from that that hands-on in every aspect of the role where I'm I'm IT, I'm sales, I'm marketing, I'm operations, I'm quality, I'm I'm the whole works to to now working to a more um, uh, guidance role and strategic planning role with 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 my management team filling those obligations, but it also helped that we 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 took key members of the management team to the to the business course, the ANZ business growth course, and 
And so as a group, we were able to identify my changing roles and what was required, but also their roles are going through the same mini evolution where the management team I brought on were brought in, were very hands-on and were, were in the trenches doing the doing the work. Um, but as we've continued to grow, we've then backfilled and recruited in teams within within those teams. And so their roles as leaders of their teams have also had to evolve into a into a higher sort of guidance and strategic level um, and, and will continue to do so. So it's been a really interesting um uh, journey as 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 that was sort of highlighted to us as a team, and we've been able to take that away and and really sort of understand how we had to evolve personally to uh, to cope to 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 cope with the uh, with the growth challenges. So we've reflected on those different stages, and you astutely point out that that requires very different leadership skills and very different operational activities. Do you have a personal favorite stage of business growth? Look, I'm I'm loving the journey uh, and the evolution. I loved the hands-on side of it. I loved getting in 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 creating hands-on, creating new products, trial and error on the floor, working with the team, working out ways to operationally do things better, um, and and being hands-on. But but I've, I've I've equally loved the journey of transitioning and and having to build, you know, recruit and 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 build a management team that cohesively work together. That 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 we can now evolve into some strong strategic planning expertise and and uh, and and evolving that culture through the organization and 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 up, updating and planning for our system so I've, I've loved the journey um, and, and I love the challenge as it continues to evolve and and that's really what I guess um, uh, excites me is 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 the next challenge ahead as as we continue to evolve and and uh, each of us personally and and the business um, to to what the next uh, the, the next level of of this um, uh, leadership journey will be. If you're serious about growing your business, then talk to an ANZ business banker today about ANZ's one-day business growth seminars. The free seminars are a unique initiative with the Center for Business Growth at the University of South Australia. The seminars are perfect for business owners looking to grow, but unsure how to progress to the next level. And they're open to both ANZ customers and non-ANZ customers. To find out more, talk to an ANZ business banker or visit anz.com forward slash business growth. That's anz.com forward slash business growth. You're back with Rachel Newman and Edward Stoughton on the Business Growth Podcast by ANZ. Edward, I want to talk about the balance between planning and being opportunistic. So you mentioned a lot of your early growth happened organically, um, and right now you're in a phase of being much more strategic and intentional. I know in the program, in the ANZ Business Growth Program, you talk about um, setting up a business plan and being as thoughtful and methodical as you can. When do you rely on that type of planning and structure, and when does that have to kind of get thrown out the window when there's a huge opportunity to seize? That's a really interesting one, Rachel, and and um, it's certainly something that um, that we face every day. Um, we 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 did grow organically and and jumped at uh, jumped at opportunities. Um, we've we've we're really to get the buy-in and the structure and direction for the team. We we we're coming up with strategic plans on some I guess some high-level fundamental directions we want to take. Um, but the the nice thing and and the unique thing that we want to maintain as we grow of, of being an independent sort of family business is the speed of our decision making is a real competitive advantage. Um, 
and being able basically as a family business it's we're risking our own money so we can make we can make calls that other businesses may uh, have to go through a, a large uh, due diligence phase and and the whole process so we can be a lot more opportunistic and uh, than than other bigger businesses may be able to be and we see that as a real competitive advantage so we don't want to lose that and that's a really critical aspect of it um, it was quite quite a quite a uh, uh, an interesting uh, interesting question pre-Christmas. Um, we had all our strategic planning done. We, we everyone knew where we were sort of going and, 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 and what we had to what, what, what we were working on. Um, and then suddenly on a Thursday afternoon, um, we heard of a, an opportunity to, uh, to, to, or to acquire basically vertical integration business where we could we could acquire a, a supply chain for some of our product um, that was, uh, a, a really unique opportunity of, of some unique proteins that we could we could work and vertically integrate. So that Thursday we heard about it. Dad and I are on the plane that Sunday to fly up to Queensland to see the site. Uh, and by Tuesday we'd done the deal. Uh, and since that time, since that date in November, we've been working through the due diligence and the, and the process behind that acquisition to to make that a realization. Um, so it's a and, and that, that that creates a, a huge new opportunity for the business um, to to vertically integrate supports a lot of our competitive advantages that we can lean on uh, with our export market opportunities and and the diversification of our product base, um, but in line with our with our core, sort of core direction. So we, we we were really fortunate that we're in a position that when we can have our strategic planning and where we're going and have that big big picture goal, I suppose, is the key part of it, and have those high level strategies, and then we can look at opportunities as they present themselves. Are they in line Line with that big picture goal and that that those those core strategies, and uh, and then look at the resources and the and the capital requirements and the payback and and the um, uh, how it, how it integrates in the business, and we can make those decisions very quickly and react to those opportunities as they present themselves. And, and that I see is a real competitive advantage for our business to be able to 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 still capture opportunities as they present and not not be stuck having to turn things down because they're not in our business plan or our strategic plan. We need to be flexible. We need to keep looking at uh, at, at an evolving feast of how we can leverage our competitive advantages and do things better than anybody else, and ideally in an area where 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 we can outcompete and and be unique at what we do. I think that's great advice and. Um, you know, certainly you, you, your story there brings it to life so well. Earlier you talked about how a period of rapid growth kind of happened more on the front end than the back end, meaning you didn't quite have the systems and processes in place to be there in place for some of those opportunities that uh, you were going out often taking advantage of. Do you have any stories that you'd like to share about uh, some blunders or near disasters that almost happened when, when you're in that period of rapid growth? Yeah, it was a good, it was a funny one. In the early, in the very early stages of the of the business growth, when we were the first move, I suppose, from from a single customer and a single product, we diversified from supplying the frozen raw meats to 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 a major pet food manufacturer, and said, let's value add some of that product with the dried uh, dried natural treats. And we were fortunate um, again to 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 to. Uh, have an opportunity to acquire a business, a, a good little business um, that was uh, in administration 
Um, and, and we were able to very rapidly, same situation, we were able to hear about that opportunity and within a week have done the deal to acquire that operation that had distribution through all the supermarkets in Australia. So suddenly within a week of being single customer, single um, single product with, with no sort of diversification, we were, we were suddenly dealing with all the supermarkets, buyers, we had branded product dealing with retail customers, the whole chain. Um, and one of the experiences is we had to turn this plant back on and start manufacturing the, the dried pet treats under the Aussie Pet Health Treats brand. Uh, we were we had contracts to fill with grocery and uh, and with the big supermarkets they don't like being out of stock on the shelf and it doesn't last long so we, we had a window of um, of orders that were open that we had to fill and uh, there was one 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 evening again the infrastructure to back it up we were scraping uh, <laughs> scraping scraping the barrel is at three in the morning um, I'm here in how long unloading unloading the oven. Uh, with the product into the into the into the bags um, to go into the back of the ute to drive uh, three hours up to Young, where we would unload into the packing facility. Got there at about 9 a.m. They're unloading to pack the product by by 11 a.m. to get on the truck to get to the supermarket by 1 p.m. in Sydney to be able to uh, ship into the into the DC to deliver onto the order. Um, it was a you know an all-in hands-on effort to, to whatever it took basically, um, and and you, there's no there's no such thing as no you, you you find a way to make it happen. And what was exciting is we did make it happen, and we and we filled the order, and we we kept our position on shelf, and and were able to grow the business from there. That's a great example of uh, just-in-time delivery. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Edward, what advice would you give to someone? Maybe a few years behind you, just getting started and looking to grow their business. I think uh, one of the big lessons I've learned is really understand your market opportunity and understand the potential, understand your competitors, and see if you if you define that you do actually have a competitive advantage that will let you let you compete and let you scale, and that is that is real and justified. Then back yourself. Uh, and and plan and find a way to capitalize on that because those opportunities um, are, are are there and when you do when you do define that um, then you want to you want to resource it you want to get the people behind you you want to really plan for those growth opportunities um, because because they're, they're unique opportunities that can come up and probably probably the big aspect that is a real realization to me is, I guess, think big, um, because the business will only ever grow to the level that you expect it can grow. Um, so if you're thinking, "Hey, this will be great. We'll get 10% growth next year, and I'm really happy with that, and, and we'll just we'll we'll keep going," um, then that's what you'll do, and that'll be fantastic, and um, and and that could suit really well. But if you find that you've got some significant competitive advantages that differentiate differentiate you in the market. And the customers want what you've got. Um, then, if then then thinking big and and say, hey, ten percent, that's great. But wouldn't it be great if we could double next year? And then what if we could double again the year after that? And if you start thinking the scale, then you've got to think about, okay, so if that was to happen, what do we actually need to put in place? Have we got the right people? Have we got the capacity? Have we got the uh, supply contracts in place? What do we need to do? Um, because otherwise, if you think 10%, you'll get 10%. But the exciting thing is if the opportunity is real and you think doubling every year, then then if you, if you put the resources in place, then that can happen. So I'll put that back on you, Edward. What's the big vision for your business? 
Look, we've got some really exciting growth plans, particularly into the export side of the market. Uh, we're just starting is, is the way we see it now. Um, we're putting in the infrastructure. We're spending a lot of money to upgrade all our ERP systems. We've got a fairly um, major expansion plan on site. We're building two new factories in the next two years. Um, we're completing acquisitions of, in our supply chain. And, and, and that's exactly what I've come to realise is I, I, I feel right now we have a, a really unique window where we've got some great products we've got um we've got unique access to australian proteins that the global market wants and we have the experience and the systems and the people and the infrastructure in place to deliver it so we're we're basically rolling the dice we're doubling down and saying let's back ourselves and 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 really put that strategic plan in place that can see us to continue it at this um at this growth rate edward i want to close with a bit of a personal question what does success mean for you it's always a, a really interesting question. What thrills me, and and uh, and and this is where my father and I are the same, um, is being able to realise the opportunities that we see, um, which is a bit of a dangerous one because it it, it, it there's kind of no end goal um, <laughs> under that model. It's a it's a it's a the thrill of the chase, the thrill of the challenge, and and then being able to capitalise on that and and um, and uh, and see that opportunity captured and, and and become part of the business. So at the moment we're not chasing an end goal. Um, we we we're living by the the plan to 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 um, to uh, look what again strategically fits with our competitive advantages and then and then putting in place what we can do to get there. Um, and uh, and while we do that, we evolve the team and our roles will continue to change in the businesses as leaders and and um, it's the journey that excites me the most. Edward, thank you so much for joining us on the ANZ Business Growth Podcast. Thank you very much, Rachel. It's been great. And that was the Business Growth Podcast brought to you by ANZ. To find out more or to register for the ANZ Business Growth Program, go to our website, anz.com forward slash business growth. That's anz.com forward slash business growth. Thanks for listening. 